We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Breaking news from the last hour. LSU quarterback Walker Howard um, is entering the transfer portal. And he will have a host of suitors from Florida to Georgia, Alabama, TCU, TCU, Baylor, you name it. He was a national recruit. And so um, I'd heard some rumblings, the possibility that Walker was looking around. And so, uh, again, it's a young man wanting to play. Hey, so, Mike, how about this? Wanting uh, to play. Uh, listen, uh, I got a lot of people working for me. T-Mail Guitros. T-Mail. T-Mail. Yeah, like, T-Mail says rumor is TCU. His high school receiver, uh, Betch, transferred there. Yeah, Jack was oh, also oh. went there. So, Mike, I'll tell you, who you hang out with in high school and what you do and all, that has a lot. Uh, and also. Uh, that has a lot of merit I, to that, I think. Uh, yeah, I think certainly that comes into play. Also, uh, don't underestimate now, now, now they Now, they got embarrassed in the national championship. <laughs> that don't mean but, but, nothing but, but, to Walker. Hey, but they got there. Yeah. They got there. Now, what about that? Oh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because he, he's had a good relationship with Billy Napier, uh, you know, from that part of the the country uh, in southwest Louisiana, and uh, they got a couple of LSU guys that uh, was part of that crew that helped bring him to LSU there. So uh, again, listen, Walker can go wherever he wants at this stage. Well, uh, he's going now. Able- he wants to play. Well, so the opening has to be there. Well, there's an opening at Florida. There's an opening at TCU. There's an opening at Baylor. There's an opening at Georgia. Alabama. Opening at Alabama. So he can uh, pick where he wants no, to no, go. No, he ends up being a pro before he's a pro because name, image, and likeness. No, uh, then that's when you got to come through. That's when the name, image, and likeness deals that the perspective. So we'll find out yep. how Brian Kelly finesses this with Garrett Nussmar. No, they're gonna have to take care of him. <laughs> Do you want to go into next season? Now the spring we just Dane Daniels. Okay, now you think this is a bunch of BS? Uh, now, Coach Kelly, this is a bunch of BS. When you're going to say you're going into spring ball and it's an open competition. Come on, you know damn well ain't no ain't open no, competition. Right, right, right. So, so what if Nussmeyer all of a sudden after spring ball says, man, I, I, I want to play now. And all of a sudden that he's out there. Then who's backing up Jane so Daniels? that's why the finesse part of this. Right. Is good. Listen, every coach, money. every coach is going to go through this. Listen, two years ago. I remember talking to Jimbo. Uh, he was on a recruiting visit in Louisiana. We met up, and he was like, Mike, what happened to your boy O having to play two freshman quarterbacks? Guess what? He ain't going to be the only one. Yeah, it's going to happen in this world one day. Because remember, Miles gets hurt uh, against Missouri, and all of a sudden, Max. What, what else you got? You got Max, uh, you know? And, you know, it, it, again – 
it is part of the transfer portal world that we all are going to see. Well, there's the good show, with hey, it hey, hey, when listen. you can get the players. Hey, well, there's bad with it when you lose them. And it's just part hey, of it. What's unbelievable is that uh, every you know you have a lot of high school studs. Oh, I'm a stud. I, look and I want to play. I, I, I want to play. Okay. Uh, look where now yeah, adversity. How you handle? It. It'd be interested to see how he's gonna handle adversity. I, I think he's kind of an overachiever. Brad Johnson's son, Max Johnson. Okay, has a great opportunity at LSU, and then he goes to Texas A&M. Uh, his brother, a highly touted tight end. And look what happened to T.J. Finley. Uh, uh, okay, uh, not so much. He goes to Auburn and all that. Okay, where are they at? It's like flash in the pan. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. That everybody wants to play, and they think they're a the man until they're not the man, and then all of a sudden they get a rude awakening. And just think about TCU, because I remember, uh, man, I, I was talking to Sonny about this in the summer, and you know he was talking about his starting quarterback. It wasn't Max Duggan. Yeah, uh, look, talking about take advantage opportunity. Look at Max Duggan, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the quarterback gets hurt, and then Max is thrust into the and action. He took advantage of his opportunity, and now Mike, he could he now I don't know what he's going to do in the NFL, but he has a great chance to make a team look, and have an NFL lifestyle. Look, all the five star recruits they threw at uh, Stetson Bennett at Georgia. I threw him right back out of the boat. Yeah. You know, Stetson threw him right back out of there. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line to uh, James and Metairie. James, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, guys, listen. You you guys know I love my Saints. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, if the Ravens were playing the Saints five times, I'm pulling for my team five times. But I also got a history up there. And I don't know. I mean, listen. Lamar Jackson, he ain't playing whether he's doing it on purpose or if uh, he's, he's actually injured. If his knees really hurt, yeah. Yeah, I don't even care. He ain't weighed 260, right? And the thing is, you know, no offense, I'm, like I said, I love my team, but what do you, I mean, what do you think about the Ravens as an organization? It ain't too much better than them. They're not, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let C.J. Gardner, because they want that kind of guy. They wouldn't let him go. If they want him to let go of, Lamar Jackson is for a reason. It ain't like Cleveland. It's two hundred and sixty million dollars guaranteed. That's right. That's the reason. That's that's it's real saying. simple. He ain't worth it. He's just straight like that. He's not worth it. You know, he's never done. They got their own identity. It's a tough ball club. You know, Lamar's. I mean, I like Lamar. And like you said earlier, like I, what, I don't know when you said it, Bobby, because you know I listen. But right, a couple of days ago, he be good for the city and all that kind of stuff. He's black, whatever, whatever. Yeah, what's but, wrong with that? Yeah, good because we, uh, talking about the blue crabs, we send all our right, blue crabs yeah, up to Baltimore. Yeah, I see him pass in front of my house every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Bobby, nobody's worth two hundred sixty million dollars. Nobody. It's, it's, I love boxing. Boxing is my favorite sport other than the Saints game. So what do you think, James? Like, uh, so, James, what do you think the Saints are willing to pay Deshaun Watson? Because the Falcons were in the mix. Carolina was in the mix. The Saints were in the mix. Then all of a sudden, Cleveland came out of nowhere. Don't you think— no, the only the, reason he went so, to Cleveland because they guaranteed the money. So wait, but don't you think that, that to be in the conversation that the Saints— I don't know behind the scenes. The Saints, Carolina, and the Falcons were, were somewhere around there. Considering supply and demand, no, I, I, I'm not saying whether it's a dumb move or not. That's why you always want two or three people that want you, because that's when the market value goes up. Because he wasn't picking right, Cleveland that's... if his choices Cleveland. were Atlanta, New Orleans. Come on, he, he it was down between those two, and then Jimmy Haslam says, "Hey, let's do this. Let's hey, guarantee the, the money." Then you live in, live in Cleveland or Buffalo because you got a good job. 
And and, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, listen, uh, and the Cleveland Buffalo people might hate, help me, hate me. Now I want to be there in the summer. It's not too hot. But it's so freaking cold coming <laughs> off the lake. Well, why would you want to be up there? And then the Rock and Roll Museum should be better than what it actually is in Cleveland. I mean, it's, it's overrated. It should it should have made that better. Thanks so much for the call, James. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And uh, we'll have Jake Madison on talking about Pelicans Celtics tonight. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Joining us now from Locked On Pelicans is Jake Madison. Jake, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon in a big game tonight. Jake, as I'm walking into the building today, one of the security guards stopped me and said, hey, hey, Mr. Mike, what's happening, man? Can Can the Pelicans pull it off tonight? Man, I know the Celtics are good. I think they'd win if they had Zion and and B.I., but, man, I don't know about it tonight. Uh, So you know who you're going up against, a team that I I think really made hay last year by playing some great defense down the stretch. Uh, Okay, you got to shoot the ball, but really their defense was outstanding uh, last year to get them to where they got. Yeah, look, this Celtics team that the Pelicans are playing tonight is really good. They're first in the Eastern Conference. They have all-star, all-NBA caliber players in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're well-coached despite kind of having some turmoil with that yep. this offseason as well. So to see where they are, it's, it's truly an impressive team. And don't forget, they came to New Orleans and pretty much just smoked the Pelicans earlier on in the season. This is a tough one. Without Zion Williamson, without Brandon Ingram, there's no Herb Jones in this game as well. You could really use him defensively in this. But we've seen for New Orleans, you know, they're a deep team. They kind of play with a next-man-up mentality, and they're capable of going out and winning games, even without two of their best players out there. It would not shock me if C.J. McCollum goes for 40. You might see Najee Marshall go for 20-something points, as he's been a real key piece for New Orleans down the stretch. So it's going to be an uphill fight, certainly, but it doesn't mean that the Pelicans can't get the win. 
Well, uh, Jake, I don't know. I think I don't know what you're smoking, uh, but uh, it might happen. You could call. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, he's trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Oh, he's massaging it, Bob. Come on, Jake. We're not playing the Wizards. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I understand the point you're making, but uh, uh, Timmy, what is your take on this? I mean, I don't know. When you hear like turf toe, what do they call it? Court toe. Uh, like with Brandon Ingram, his toe injury. I mean, I guess you can't say turf because no turf, it's a, uh, the court. But look, it has caused him to miss the last 22 games. He's missed 26 in all and has played in just 15 games. I mean, you talked about Herb Jones, his bad contusion. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's bad luck. You have to have luck with injuries. But, I mean, uh, what, what, did we, like, think that maybe this lingered too long for Brandon Ingram? What's your take on that? Because, man... It's like kind of out of sight, out of mind, and, you know, Zion and all, we all know the, the impact they have. But, I mean, then you're going on the road and uh, we're in the hunt. I, I still think, I look at the uh, whether it's the east or the west, I'd say the Pelicans are somewhere probably five to eight, somewhere around there when you look at all, all the prospective teams. But, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of discouraged right now, Jake. <laughs> Lift me up a little bit. Yeah, you know, the Brandon Ingram injury is interesting. Part of it is we just don't have a lot of information. I always find it difficult to try and evaluate medical staffs, particularly in the NBA, where there's not a lot of insight there. There's not a lot of transparency there, nor should there be, right? They're trying to win basketball games. You don't need to share that information and have opponents know it. So it's understandable from a certain standpoint, but – You'd like to see this guy out there. And when you hear toe injury, you know, you assume this wouldn't keep him out for 22 straight games, as you mentioned earlier. I can tell you, it sounds like he had a setback, was close to returning. I think tried to go off of that toe and it didn't feel right. It might have set him back a little bit. So that's added more time to it. And I think that's why they're probably being overly cautious right now. You know, the Pelicans are in a good spot. They're third in the Western Conference. They feel pretty good about where they are with their depth. And I think they realize they don't need to necessarily win basketball games right now. They need to win basketball games at the end of the season and in the playoffs. And that's where you're going to need Brandon Ingram right then. Not necessarily right now. If you have him right now, it's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. But you'd rather him miss a couple of extra games, an extra week or two, if it means he's going to be ready and playing his best basketball in the postseason when those wins matter significantly more. We've also seen from him that last year he was dealing with a hip injury, tried to come back from that sooner when he wasn't 100% healthy to see what he could give the team, and it just didn't work. He was actively hurting the team out there on the court. He was just not ready to go. So I think taking kind of a long view of the season, plus what happened last year is causing the team and Brandon Ingram to be a little bit more cautious and just waiting until he is 100% healthy and that there's no chance of a reoccurrence of this injury or an aggravation or a setback. You know, it's not fun losing games right now. The Pelicans have a tough stretch of schedule coming up. Without Zion Williamson, you'd like to see Brandon Ingram out there to kind of tip their scales, uh, you know, in their favor a little bit more. But if it means he won't be fully himself for the playoffs, well, then it's not worth doing it. And I think that's why you're seeing the team be a little bit cautious with him right now. Now, uh, you know, Jake, because uh, I was uh, my next question was along the same lines of this texter. And uh, I think it's uh, right on because, you know, you don't have all hands on deck, uh, but you got a free throw. It's the reason why it's called the free throw. I'm um, looking at 95.58. It says, hey, Bear, the Pelicans better shoot free throws better. They can't go 22 of 35, and then you lose by 10 points. 
And along those lines, I'm looking, and I, I know you break this all down. So when you look at that, they're currently shooting, what, 78% free throws, which is 16 in the league. Shouldn't you be like uh, that, that because it could come down to whether you make or miss your free throws, at least be a top 10 team that's uh, as far as your free throw percentage. Yeah, you know, it's not where you'd like it to be. They're not bad at free throws. As you mentioned, they're 16th in the league, right? They're right. just right smack in the middle. They're not good. They're not bad. They're exactly pretty much average with it, right? But when you look at what the Pelicans do with their free throws and how many they get, you'd like that number to be higher because it's actually a big part of their offense. This is a team that shoots the third most free throw attempts per game in the league. They're getting to the line a lot. That primarily has to do with Zion Williamson and how often he gets fouled and goes to the line. But it gets the team in the bonus. It means that at a certain point, any foul is going to send any Pelicans player to the line, and they're not taking advantage of that. And so they are leaving a lot of points on the table. Just because they're 16th and perfectly average at it, when you're shooting more free throws than most every other team in the league, 16th isn't good enough. You want to be in the top 10. You want to be in the top five because that's a significant advantage that you have. So certainly they need to get better on that. I think they need to be a little bit better shooting overall. You'd like to see some more three-point shooting as well from them. Hopefully that comes with time, but some of the free throw issues they've had, you know, it's a little mind-blowing at times. Then you see what the Miami Heat did the other night. Was All right. Set a record. Right? Unbelievable. Set a record. <laughs> That's an incredible thing to be able to see. Imagine if the Pelicans were doing that, getting 40 points, 30 points from the free throw line You'd have two game. or three more wins for sure. You'd have probably more than that. More than that. Yeah. Hope that that's, that's, that's something they'd be able to do. And it's going to be a big way they can win games in the postseason. If they're in the bonus in a quarter with eight minutes to go, and we've seen them do that at times, you're allowed you, – you can press a lot harder, right? You can get opponents in foul trouble. You can foul out some of their better players or force them to the bench, which then gives you an even greater advantage. So this is an area that New Orleans really needs to try and take advantage of. Now, uh, Jacob, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, do, you, do you think we see uh, B.I. Brandon Ingram before uh, Zion or, um, you know, part of the mix? Uh, what, what, what is your crystal ball t- tells you? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, right? Yeah, I think we will. I, you know, I, I couldn't put a date on it. I hope he's close. It sounds like he's really trying to kind of get there. You know, I also say that because I'm worried this Zion Williamson injury is going to be longer than maybe what we had seen. This is, a, this is a training staff that is very cautious with their players. They don't want to rush people back. They know that it's not just about this season, but subsequent seasons as well. We've seen some injury luck with Zion, you know, missing all of last season. Injury bad luck, I should say. They don't want a repeat of that, and they don't want to put themselves in a situation where that could happen. So it's not always just about this year and winning games right now, but – What's it going? What's the impact going to be in subsequent seasons? I think they, you know, they said we're going to be reevaluating Zion in three weeks from when that injury happened. It's likely that he's not going to be ready to go in three weeks. And even if he was, he still needs another week or two of conditioning and getting him back out there on the court. You know, you're looking at him potentially missing the All Star break at this point. So I think we will see Brandon Ingram back before Zion Williamson. I just couldn't tell you when. Now, uh, you know, Jake, when you look at, obviously, uh, you know, when you go on a road stretch, uh, what was your vision before they went on this road stretch? Uh, Because it seems like it has not uh, come to plan, fruition, I should say, uh, 
considering maybe uh, the fan base is so optimistic. I, I guess you could be in a roller coaster and you have ups and downs. Uh, a couple of people have talked to me, you know, you're pumping gas at a gas station and they go, I'm kind of down on the pels right now, you know, because who's playing and all that. So, so, so what is your take? I, I think this been uh, right now, uh, and, and then you play in the Celtics, I think it's been a tough road stretch to say the least. It has. You know, this this was a tough five-game stretch. It's five games in ten days against some very, very good teams. But, look, they've taken care of business kind of in their recent stretch, right, against teams they should. They beat the Houston Rockets. Wizards. They beat the Washington Wizards. You had to win those games. Those were almost must-wins. You know, they played the Brooklyn Nets really tough. They played, you know, outside of the first quarter against the Dallas Mavericks really well. I think they're kind of doing as expected right now. You know, during the stretch with no Zion, with no Brandon Ingram, you're hoping for them to just tread water, to expect them to go above 500 during a period like this, I think is a little bit unrealistic. So you're taking care of business against the teams that you should beat, which is not always what we've said about this Pelicans team, and that is the mark of a good team, a sign of a good team. You'll you know, likely lose this game tonight. Though I will tell you, the Boston Celtics tend to play down to their competition too, so I think that could leave the door open for New Orleans a little bit. But they should be able to go on the road and beat Detroit. Then you have another tough game against Cleveland. But that's the end of the road trip. If you can go two and three on this road trip, given some of the teams that you're playing and the amount of days that it was in, I think that's a pretty good stretch for the yeah. Pelicans. They're, they're also helped by... You know, the other teams in the Western Conference aren't really taking advantage right now. New Orleans, despite these injuries, is still third. Yeah, they hang hang in there. You know, it it helps that, you know, their opponents, their competition for playoff spots aren't as great as we thought they might be right now, too. So just hanging around, I think, is a good thing. You kind of are just waiting for the reinforcements to come back for this team to get healthy, and then you can hopefully start peaking at the right time at the end of the season going into the playoffs. Now, uh, Jake, uh, there's a little off topic that depends, but I know you know the NBA. Uh, I mean, you know who turned things around, and uh, I'm always intrigued by this. Uh, I think he should be coach of the year. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season, but Jacques Vaughn, the net. What? <laughs> Considering uh, uh, what we uh, saw uh, a year uh, ago. Okay, oh I'm, I'm looking at the Nets and what they've done as of late. And uh, to me, Kyrie Irving, talk about a space cadet, but Kyrie Irving's like Antonio Brown of the NBA. Anybody that says the world's flat, what the what, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, but the one thing you could say you when he that, wants to play basketball, he's, at, he's at an unbelievable uh, level. Come on. You know, it's funny, right? Because John Vaughn was almost the head coach of the Pelicans. They were very interested in yeah. him before, before hiring Willie Green, right? And if it wasn't Willie Green. It was probably going to be Jock Vaughn. I'm sure both teams are happy with how this worked out, right? But it's like the Willie Green effect. You bring in a coach that just connects with these players, and it turns you around. You know, things did not go well under Stan Van Gundy. The players openly did not like him. You know, Zion Williamson referred to him as Coach Gundy. That's not the guy's name, which tells you (laughs) a lot about what you need to know right there. And you bring in Willie Green, a guy that connects with these players, and look at what they did last season. And I think it's pretty similar. You brought in a coach that, for whatever reasons, is able to connect with, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and get their buy-in to what they need to do in a way that Steve Nash just was not. 
Couldn't do it. Sometimes that's all you need, right? It's less about the X's and O's and more about getting the buy-in, getting these players to play to their ability and kind of bought into what the team is trying to do overall. And they've done it in Brooklyn. And, you know, they're up to second in the Eastern Conference. Right. I think they might be the favorite coming out of that conference overall with the, the talent they have. You know, they, they'll drop probably a little bit with the Kevin Durant injury right now. But it's an incredible coaching job. That's the biggest thing in the NBA is that ego management, that player management, not the X's and O's when you're a head coach. And clearly, John Vaughn's able to do it, similar to what Willie Green did with the Pelicans last year and what he's doing with them currently. Uh, Jake, uh, as I was coming here today, and uh, Bobby talked about pumping gas, that's what I was doing. Somebody comes up to me and says, who you got on from the Pels tonight? I said, Jake Madison. I said, actually, Jake, does he think that Valanchunas has been the most consistent player and the guy that answers the bell every night on this team? The most consistent player on this Pels team. I don't know if I would call him the most consistent, but that comes with an asterisk on it. And that asterisk is he's a big man. And this is not the same type of big man as Zion Williamson. Zion, you put the ball in his hands at the top of the three-point line. He just drives down low and scores, right? Finishes like Kyrie Irving around the rim. Valanciunas needs some service from the rest of this Pelicans team, and they don't always get it to him. That Brooklyn Nets game, he should have been able to dominate against that team. But the problem was the Pelicans couldn't get him the ball. They, they turned yeah. it over anytime they tried oh, to make yeah. an entry pass to him in the post. And that's something that the Pelicans have struggled with significantly. They also struggled with it against the Dallas Mavericks. And then when Willie Green made that a focus of the team, you saw what Valanciunas was able to do against right. the Washington Wizards, where he had 20 points in the first half. So he's a guy that can be the most consistent. He's a guy that can go out and I think is very underrated for this team offensively and defensively too. He's not a rim protector. He's not a shot blocker, but he's a bit of a rim deterrent because he's just such a big guy that you can't send people at him all the time and he'll force you to miss some shots and do different things. But he needs help from the rest of the team and they don't have guys that consistently get him the ball in his spots. And that's something they need to work on. Rookie Dyson Daniels might be one of the best players at that. You need to get the other guys to do that. And if they do that, there's nights when Valanciunas will carry you to wins. And it makes you feel a little bit better about Zion and Brandon Ingram getting out. But he needs help from the rest of the team, too. Thank you, Jake. We appreciate it. And I know the game's uh, cranking up pretty soon. But we appreciate your insights. And uh, always super, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me on, you guys. All right. Jake Madison. For all things Pelicans, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans on the Odyssey app, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Mac and Jimmy will come to you right after this break here on the Big 870. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Again, repeating what we started the 5 o'clock hour with, uh, Walker Howard is in the transfer portal, and so we'll see where Walker ends up if it's at uh, a TCU or Baylor, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. He'll have his pick, believe me. He, he's that talented, and they'll have a host of schools after Walker Howard. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Mac and Kenner. Mac, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yes, sir. Uh, I was in my car maybe, ooh, I guess about a week or half ago, and you were talking about the top five pro football players of the 60s that influenced the 60s. I got out of my car right as you were about to go into that discussion, so I never got a chance to hear who you thought were the top five. I think you mentioned Jim Taylor, which I... Yes, I did. Uh, What I said was Jimmy was one of the top five. Uh, 
I would say Jim Brown heads the list. Uh, there's been uh-huh. no one like Jim Brown. I mean, he uh-huh. was a six foot three, two hundred thirty pound running back who dominated uh-huh. this game. Well, Jim Brown could play today. No, uh, Jim I, Brown I, I, would be a star he, 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 today. He'd be a star. Uh, Johnny Unitas comes into play. Uh-huh. The, the the pro passing game was there in place. Uh-huh. The Rams did a lot of it with Van Brocklin and Waterfield. Unitas took it to another level. He, he Johnny U, man, he did uh-huh. it. Deacon Jones would for me is in the three spot. Because he changed the way you play defensive line. The head slap. That head slapping, that ability to get edge pressure, nobody did it like Deacon did. No one okay. did it like Deacon okay. Jones. Uh, Jimmy Taylor, I put in the fourth spot. Uh, you can talk about Bart Starr, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Bart or Paul Horning, anything else. The Packers wouldn't have been nearly as good without Jimmy Taylor. He was the thunder. And when they needed it, he brought it to the table. Uh, an unbelievable player and a, a defined the 60s with that power rushing attack and that power sweep. And then I put Dick Butkus. You know why? Everybody gets compared middle linebacker back then, 60s, 70s, to one guy. Butkus. No, he, he, he would uh-huh. knock a snot bubble. He, he, he'd be the, now you, and at you, one time, you can't have him on third down. And, and, at, and at one time, before his knees went bad, he could actually cover. He could yeah. actually cover. <laughs> and he was a great center and linebacker at Illinois. But then, it, man, it, they, it would cut him at the knees. So it would be Jim Brown, United. But, but Mike, Mike, hold on, hold on. Dig Buckus, he could cover. Early in his career. He couldn't cover no damn Darren Sproles or, no, no, or Alan but They didn't give him that. No, they, they, they didn't have those They didn't have backs. those players. Those type but of back backs. then, you, you can't kind of throw. End. You can't throw it out, but he yeah. can cover a tight end. Yeah, yeah, tight yeah. end. No, no, that makes sense. That, that, that he could do. Sense. But uh, I'll throw you something out. Billy Cannon told me this. and Because uh, I had this discussion with Billy. He did a couple shows with uh, Buddy D and I. Uh, at one of the casinos, and he said, Mike, you know who's the most influential player of the 60s and nobody will give him credit? Because he said they got these stupid nerds that only look at statistics. He said it was Joe Namath influenced the 60s more than anything. You you got it. I spent the last week when I heard that, and I didn't hear what you know your list. Yeah, yeah, I spent and, the last and, week coming up with my list, and I came up with pretty much what you said. Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Dick Butkus, John Mackey, because I think he changed the whole tight end. Oh, look. without a doubt. And the last one that I think doesn't get enough credit is Lance Allward. Because Lance Allward was a flanker. A yes, wide he was. With speed. He could fly. And and, but you know what? Fly. Who did it before him? Tom Fears. With the Rams. Yeah, Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom man, Tom put up some unbelievable numbers, uh, and he had Van Brocklin and Waterfield. So he was like, man, Mike, I, I would take credit for that. <laughs> you know, I had but, yeah. uh, but Tom sort of did it before him, and then he'd always say, but Don Hudson did it before me. It, it's just a different yeah. era. But yeah. Billy would always say that Namath changed it because had he signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, he said they would have had no AFL-NFL merger. That day, because Namath became the star in the biggest city in the United States. And he's talking trash, and he's guaranteeing a win, and they're like 18-point underdog and against he said, the Listen, Colts. He wasn't maybe a great statistical player. And Don Shula was with the Colts then, yeah. before the Dolphins. Think he, about that. He said he wasn't a great statistical player, but he said, listen, they got a no. lot of them like that. Mike, you it, could bump a receiver all the way downfield. That's why you cannot compare you can't all do the it players to now. Can't do it. I think Joe Namath might have thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. He did. No, so that's why you're going to have to hit the quarterback and all that. But I'm going to tell you, the 
reason why I was a Packers fan growing up was Bart. No, 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 no. That, that, that's oh, why Jimmy I Taylor never, because no, Jimmy of LSU. Taylor, LSU. My, my dad, I was like, uh, I did, my, my dad, all of a sudden, he's like passing this to me. You know what, never that like a father-son. All of a sudden, I don't even know what a migraine headache is. My dad's <laughs> giving me a migraine headache because like when the Packers played the Cowboys in Ice Bowl, the stress of that and the Packers finally winning, Mike, I, I'm telling you, uh, and then T-Mel Guitros, I'm telling you, he was a cowgirl fan oh, way back. And we were in the neighborhood playing with those old plastic helmets you get for Christmas, and you're yeah. hitting each other, and it's cracking. like Oh, said, yeah, it's going to crack in the middle uh, real quick. And then you're wearing these helmets to play around in your neighborhood, and it's like, it's, it's just for show. It's not for competition. Yeah. Thank you, Mac. I appreciate the call. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing it up in hour number two here of sports talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Bobby Avia. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Smitty in Slidell. Smitty, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Yeah, I was listening to the top five from you. Yes, sir. Um, uh, you, I think uh, Bobby mentioned uh, uh, Sproles and um, Kamara. What about Lenny Moore back in the same time as United? Yeah, Lenny was a really good player. Really yeah, good. Uh, you know, just like uh, so a scat back, uh, make people miss and all. But that was uh, just yeah. one, like one Lenny Moore and one Gale. But Gale played on the same team as Dick because it didn't matter. But Dick was the guy I think everybody sort of compared every other linebacker to from the time he hit the NFL and almost to the time he left. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but he could cover a tight end early in his career. Now, at the end, those knees were shot. He, so, he couldn't more and, and So, Mike, uh, and then, Smitty, before we go to the top of the hour, and I know, Buddy D, I've talked to him about this. I know you have. Is there any more, uh, like, fierce player, intimidating player than Doug Gatkins? When you look at all the players and their background. When Doug wanted to, yeah. Uh, it, 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 I mean, is it like? I no, mean, he was a six foot eight, two hundred eighty five no, pound and, guy. And Mike, it might not only be on the field, but Not-off. also off the we'll field. We'll be back with more sports talk on the Big Eight Seventy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 